Mighty Another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talent T Taylor. It is a beautiful evening here in South Florida. 82 degrees. It's the first day of June. By the time you listen to this, it's probably gonna be June 2nd. Which means that it's gonna be the day of the NBA championship. The first day of the NBA finals. Before we get there, trust me, we gonna get heavy with the balls today. No pause needed. We gonna talk about with some reigns as well. Golden State's that's the reigning champs. LeBron James is the reigning king. Even the Hollywood Browns is the reigning champs. And let's not forget, in perfect fashion, we have a game on in the background. And for the first time ever, folks, we have a hockey game on. Because, yes, it is, the, it, is, it is the hockey final. It's the Stanley Cup finals right now. And we haven't watched one game leading up to this point, but we're going to watch this game right now. Currently, it's game two. The Pittsburgh Penguins are up on what was a turnover by Poland, Polak, and that led to a score by Kessel. So it's the San Jose... San Jose Shark and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh Penguins currently lead 1-0. And like I said, this show, this show is gonna be filled today. It's gonna be filled to the brim with all kinds of sports balls and goodness. But you know what I say? Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So Let's start talking. Woo! Like I told you, man. We got a show today. And can I just say by... Since, since since we are in the final spirit. Wow. Wow. There's only one thing I'm wowing right now. And that is that Golden State versus Oklahoma City Western Conference Championship Final. Wow. Which, I just want to tell you something. Uh, just based on Game 7 alone that, that, that I realized. Because I'm, I'm over here judging this basketball. I'm judging basketball games still based off of the regular premise that basketball game or any sport and event is judged on. You know, they say that the game is scheduled from 9 to 11.30. You figure two and a half hours on a televised game, especially a, especially a conference championship game, two and a half hours is a very nice suggestion. A very it, what it what it generally means is that it's gonna be two and a half hours maybe if this is a blowout but if this is a close game or if this goes into overtime this is probably gonna last somewhere between three to three and a half hours. I realize that the pace that Golden State and Oklahoma City played at, or like I said, definitely a combination of how Golden State plays. But but based off that that combination of how they were playing, Golden State and Oklahoma City, that game was under two and a half hours. And now that we got that out the way, like I said, that 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 was just a little tidbit that amazed me. That a game that was that close and had that much weight and gravity, that that game still managed to be under two and a half hours, and it was a and but like I said, that's the pace. It was high scoring. It was back and forth. It was up and down, and that's what Golden State does. They finish games in two and a half hours. I'll be surprised to see what would happen if. Golden <laughs> State didn't have televised games. How quickly those games go? Okay, so as we say, and 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 talking about talking about and talking about this as well. But not because not only did like that game last under two and a half hours, Golden State also scored underneath a hundred points. Which, which I don't know if it's if that's something that got very slightly lost in what was a a, dom- a very very dominated, oddly dominated. Very, Game seven was dominating, but this series was it's completely weird because this series did make you doubt 
almost every single thing, like I said before, that you knew about basketball because all of a sudden, Oklahoma City had the formula. They knew what it took to beat Golden State. And then they go away from it. I, I, I don't understand. And so for three games, four games basically, they were aggressive with Curry. For the first four games, aggressive, aggressive, aggressive with Curry. Then, as Steve Kerr and Golden State does, they make their they make their tweaks, and they realize that Stephen Curry is not gonna sit here. And listen, it's 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 it's, it's perfectly the reason why Russell Westbrook laughed when he said, "Is Stephen Curry a good defender?" Because Stephen Curry can't defend a guy like 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 Russell Westbrook. But you know who we can um, guard? Roberson. Because Roberson is going to shoot every once in a while. He's barely ever going to drive. And listen, I understand that Roberson can't shoot, but can, can he not post? That part baffled me. Like, I understand that you were shooting whenever you wanted to or, or very scarcely. But could you, could Roberson not post Curry? Because when I say that, that Oklahoma City was, was, was early aggressive with with Stephen Curry, it was very quickly shown that any time that Stephen Curry was on a man, if he was on Kevin Durant, if he was on Russell Westbrook, if he happened to be on Serge Ibaka for some odd reason, they were attacking him when he was on, when he was on Deion Waiters. They were attacking him. And all of a sudden, Robeson, then he finds his way over to Robeson, and Robeson doesn't do any of this. Robeson doesn't move, and listen, they got to... Oklahoma City found the formula. And we're going to talk about this formula a little bit more. Right? But let's also not take anything away from Iguodala's defense at the end. Iguodala's defense that was so good that it caused Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant to reenact the Draymond Green kick. Yes. Go back and watch those games. Watch what happens when Russell Westbrook gets stripped of the ball. Remember, Draymond Green said he was trying to sell a foul. Russell Westbrook got stripped clean. This is why when people say stuff like this, and I'm like, you, 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 you're talking, especially when Russell Westbrook says stuff like, oh, he kicked him, like he kicked him on purpose. And I'm like, Russ, you're talking like you haven't played ball your whole life. Listen, I've played ball damn near my whole life. If, you, if you've played ball, you're not looking at it as a kick. You're like, no, that's a natural movement because it's it's called momentum. And whatever natural momentum that you had, you lost it. It's like throwing a punch and then missing. You're not intending to miss. So all of a sudden, when you all of when you when you when you do miss, all your momentum is thrown off. But we're not gonna get too far over there because we need to stay here in ball land. Stephen Curry in a closeout game. A game seven closeout game. He puts up over 30 points. I want to plan out. Listen, I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying a lot. <laughs> Without saying anything wrong, I'm planting seeds. That, that, and that's what I'm, and, and that's what, that's what some of these things are. Like, I'm, I'm planting seeds. Listen, and, and I know for most of you, I don't have to sell you on Stephen Curry. I'm not selling you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just over here just, just, just showing you an accolade that he has accomplished while being down 3-1. And being one of three teams now in NBA history to go to come back down from three one as I'm watching this hockey game, as I'm telling you, so I am I'm gonna try my best at some point in time to to describe some of these hockey plays to you. But just know that while I'm describing it to you, it's gonna be me describing hockey using. Baseball, basketball, and football terminology because I have absolutely nothing. Know nothing about basketball. I mean hockey. You may even hear me throwing a cricket terminology for Christ's sake. <laughs> so, right now it's game two. It's the second intermission or whatever it is. So I guess it's the end of the second quarter. Because I only have what three in in hockey. 
And like I said, hockey's exciting. Hockey, see, I compare hockey to like soccer. Like where if you if you're a basketball and football fan, but especially if you're a basketball, if you're a basketball fan, then every other sport is slow. The only sport like t- listen, enough basketball fans probably don't don't watch this sport. But if you're a basket, as I see number sixty-two, um, goes and takes a shot, but it bounces off the rim. That was another scoring attempt by the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like I said, we're gonna have we're gonna talk about the, we're gonna talk about this hockey, um, Stanley Cup Finals a little bit later. Because like I said, this is intriguing, and and this is if any time you are gonna watch, this has to be the time. Like, isn't it? Listen, isn't it the time that you watch in any sport? Like, if you have any kind of slight keen interest or not, like. This is the time that you generally watch when they're having their final final. When they're having their championship series finals. That's when you're watching. No different here. I've been trying to force myself to watch hockey this whole entire year. And this is now finally when I'm watching. Game two. And that's generally because, and that's really because I'm doing this during the podcast. If I wasn't doing this during the podcast, I probably would be re-watching that New York Liberty and 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 Merc and Lynx was that Minnesota Lynx game last night because I was watching that while I was trying to pregame and did not catch that domination that happened there. We're gonna recap about that a little bit later too. So continuing to talk about what happened here with Golden State and Oklahoma City. That they're down all of a sudden. 3-1, right? Game 5 comes. And while you're thinking, oh, man, like, are the champs going to lose? And if the champs do lose, then you would have to const- you would have to kind of call Oklahoma City the team of destiny because nobody wants to believe that you're going through San Antonio and you're going through Golden State just to lose to Cleveland. You know what I mean? That would be the ultimate path for Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook to shut up all the naysayers that are now saying that those two can't win together. Because game game five was execution. As Stephen Curry and boys was just... Flame on! It started coming. You saw the ball started rolling. But our ball started heating up. Like, if you if, if you had to, like, start talking about it, what it is, is, like, imagine them being, like, in NBA jams. And very slowly. Flame on! I know that's not the sound from NBA jams. It's supposed to be he's on fire. But you know what I'm saying? Johnny Torch with the shot. Flame on! The golden child in the clutch. Flame on! Clay Thompson. Reminding everybody that... We are, we are the Splash Brothers. Flame on! Game 5 was execution. It's a lot of desperation as well, but execution. That, des- that desperation made them execute, execute, execute. And they executed the bejesus out of Oklahoma City. And not for nothing. Like I told you, every time Stephen Curry was on the man, they, they found a way to attack that man. All of a sudden, Stephen Curry found um, found 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 Robeson, and Robeson wasn't attacking him. Robeson was taking the threes that he was being handed, knowing that he was bad at threes, and he was also gonna pass up on a decent amount of them. Game six, they got out hustled. They game six was out. You got out hustled because there's no way somebody comes into your home. And listen, every time we've seen this happen, it doesn't end well. It doesn't end well when this happens like this. The team that does not have home court advantage takes home court advantage away from the the team that they're playing. Has an elimination game, six at their home, and they do not close it out. We've seen this. Remember Indiana and Miami? Remember San Antonio and Miami? We've seen, we've seen Golden State be down a bunch of times. And Game 7 was just experience. Oklahoma... And, that's just, and see, this is exactly why I was afraid to see Oklahoma City play Cleveland. Because experience would tell LeBron James 
that he's whooped these boys before and he can do it again. Experience got Golden State over that hump to win a game seven in the series. They were down 3 1. Like I told you, we have a heavy day in basketball today. So you stay there. I'm going to go take a quick break. We'll be back. Mighty Sports Podcast. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. Thank you, and we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. You are listening either on SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio. I am still your host, Talent T. Taylor. So, coming up next, coming up next, as as you've heard me, and, and this isn't going to be nothing new. If you, You've heard me talk about them for a couple of weeks now, and this is going to be no different because, obviously, this is, this is something, that's, this is something that's, that's near and dear, personal to my heart. So, we're just going to roll in with a little. Matter of fact, 305. I get it, I get it. I get it, I get it. I swear I get it, I get it. So, this next segment, I guess what we're going to talk about now is obviously is the United Football League of Florida. And as they go into their, as they now get out of their regular season and go into their offseason, like, it's a little bit different. Oh, it's kind of similar. It's just like. It's just like getting out of school and looking for a way to get your foot in the door. Well, listen, one thing I always tell you, look no further. Go to internship.com, input some basic information, and booyah, instant access to thousands of internships and other paying jobs across all 50 states in just moments. Prepare for tomorrow by searching today in internship.com. That's internship.com, a Chegg company. And just like the people getting out of school, the UFF is, is, once again, as I said, in their off-season. And as they're in their off-season, I, I do just want to take one last chance or one last opportunity to, to, to give another homage. Or actually, I don't even know if I really want to call it a homage of, of sorts. Because... It's not really a homage that I'm paying because I'm, I'm not I'm not paying it, but I do I do want to point out a couple of things that they have because this this team has done has done some really good f- things this year, but not just this year. The Hollywood Browns, right, have been formed officially now since 2013. So we're talking about 2013, 2014, 2015. And this is now 2016. Four years running. And since they're since forming their team, they've had three now. Excuse me. They've had three successful seasons. Two of those seasons. And I don't know if I want to call it just three successful seasons. Because they've been division champs now for three times. I think it's their fourth. But they've definitely been UFF champs now twice. Thanks to their owner, Travis Howard, and Keenan Johnson. But just a little something about the Hollywood Browns. Because the Hollywood Browns are one of the elite teams in the United Federation of Florida, UFF League. Organized in 2013, like I said, 
the Browns have enjoyed, like I said, what is now considered their third fruitful season. Includes now two Super Bowl championships. His team has been dedicated to promote minor professional athletes with a strong commitment to excellence and sportsmanship, entertainment, and community service. Like I said, these these guys aren't just playing football. They're helping keep a lot of guys out the streets. So, as all teams do, and all teams do thrive through some kind of sponsorship. So, I would encourage you guys, anybody that's listening, anybody that would like to be involved, that you could go find them there on their Facebook page, right? And I can give you the I can give you the email address directly, but I'd rather you go to the Facebook page, and it's facebook.com backslash Hollywood Browns. That's Browns with an S. And go to about, and you'll find the email address of who you'll need to contact if you if you're interested in any kind of sponsor. But go there, take a look, and and feel free to, to just just to take a peek around there and and and. See some of the you, you'll see some information on a couple of the players, you know, some basic information on on, on one or two of the coaches on this stuff like that. You know, take a peek on the page. You see, you see a couple of their highlights, and they don't have a lot of lowlights. Seems all about success, and they're as professional as they get, as they get a bunch of kids from you know that they used to play in college from Division One, Division Two. Some of the people that play, they they go over to the Canadian league, European leagues. A couple of them have played into the NFL before. So, this is this is as much real for them as it is as trying to get a shot. So, if they, you if you are in a position to donate or help this team out, feel free to help them out. Remember, facebook.com backslash Hollywood Browns. Go to about. That's where you'll find them. The two-time champions, Hollywood Browns. Now, on to the next one. On, on to the next one. Don't worry, I couldn't find it. That's why it's not here yet. <laughs> couldn't find a decent one. You know who you are. So, in in in, in the fashion of that, that I have, where I, I'm just watching everything that I can watch, because we're about to be in a slow period. We're in two weeks. There is gonna be no basketball. There isn't gonna be any football. There's only gonna be baseball. You know what I officially have now? I am now the newest subscriber to the WNBA League Pass. Yes. 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 So, starting off there with the WNBA as we're, as we're talking. I want to first say congratulations to LA Sparks' Candace Parker. And Atlanta Dreams, Angel McCautry, for winning Player of the Week. Now, what I'm realizing that the WNBA is actually becoming a really good thing to kind of follow. Because they almost have about, maybe like a game or two a week. It's kind of like watching football. (laughs) It's like following your football team. So, and like I said, and they do generally have a break in between for world games. So currently, right now, still, um, we're gonna have the point. We're gonna just go over a couple of quick leaders. Currently leading the league in points is New York Liberty's Tina Charles with twenty three point five points a game. Um, behind her is Diana Taurasi with twenty two point six out from Phoenix, and be and right behind her is Maya Moore from the Minnesota Lynx with twenty one point eight. Now, just so, in a little in a little tidbit, well, we'll talk about that when we get down there. Because we, you're going to see a couple of names pop up all over the place. Now, while their names are popping up all over the place, it is not quite translating to their team record. Now, it could just mean that they're drugging into a couple of juggernauts, but, you're gonna, but you'll see. You'll be able to judge for yourself. Leading in rebounds, again, in the top of this category, we see Tina Charles again. So now this is New York Liberty's Tina Charles leading in points and rebounds. And very quickly, you see who I was talking about and which team I was referring to. Because more than anything, as I'm going to try to cover this league, I don't know if I'm going to slowly gravitate towards, you know, talking more about the New York Liberty. Or because this is a very small league with a very with not that many teams, if I'm not going to keep it wider, wider open and broad, we'll see. We'll see. Because I have to find a way to learn all these gals, too. Right? These, these young ladies are phenomenal athletes, and they, and they need to be recognized and honored as such just as much. I have a couple of ideas that I'm going to put out there. 
And one is the two K. Like, <laughs> like, like I said, like listen, you've 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 heard you know what? You you've heard me say it here to, to ESPN. The ESPN definitely need, needs to have a ESPNW channel. They need to they need to bite that bullet and just have it. They have the they have the female analysts. They have the female commentators. They have enough to do it. There's enough female writers out there that, that, that you can you can do your own enough female forums. ESPNW can thrive as a, as a regular television show. You have everything else. You have ESPN1, you have ESPN2, you have ESPNU, you have the SEC. You, like, come on now. Can't get an ESPNW? Well, guess what? Now I'm going to challenge you also 2K Sports. 2K Sports, you do, you do, simil- you do similar things. Like you find ways to 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 bring the China League and this league and and made up rosters of developers and stuff like that, and how to get the nineteen eighty five roster and all this that. How about you find a way that you can flip the game and make it for the WNBA stars? And listen, you don't have to have all of the features of of the regular game, but three would be great. Regular gameplay feature. The my player feature and the franchise feature. How about we start there? Listen, man. Like I, I know a ton of women that play 2K. I'm pretty sure they'll play a little bit more if they could play with female players. I'm just saying. You'll be able to capture a bunch of little girls. You 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 you're talking to a marketing guy here. So don't be surprised when you hear it from me. <laughs> saying it here first. Stamp it. Put it in your books. Patent pendant. <laughs> so leading them, so as I said, leading the rebounds is Tina Charles with twelve rebounds a game, followed by followed behind her is Dallas's Courtney Paris with eleven point three, and behind her is Minnesota Lynx's um, Silver Fouls. And now we see um, another player from Minnesota occupying a top three spot in another category. So why isn't the same player? It still does mean something when you see that you see you have multiple players. I mean that team is doing work. We gonna talk about how much work the team that team is doing pretty um, a little bit later. <clears throat> Leading in assists is Chicago's Jamariah Faulkner with 6.2. Behind her is Minnesota's Maya Moore, as we see her now in the second category, with 5.8. And we see Connecticut's Jasmine Thompson with 5.2. That's his point game. Leading in steals, we see Los Angeles Sparks's Alana Baird with 3.2. Leading and also a little bit tidbit to let you know, New York's Tina Charles is also fourth in steals. It's just, it's just not relating to wins. We'll talk about the we'll talk about the New York Liberty's record in a few. Leading in blocks is San Antonio's Jane Appeal. I like her name. I have to find out who she looks like. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, I can find out what she looks like. We need to find out if Jane Appeal has appeal. Let's just put it this way: If Miami, if if Miami still had a team, and she came down here for a game, and she got drunk and wanted to rumble, we could tussle. Like, listen, like, like, don't don't sound shocked. Like, 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 women have all the advantage in this category. Where there's all kinds of athletes that come down here that that you get the opportunity to sleep with when they come into town. Guys, we don't have that same kind of opportunity for female athletes. There's not enough female athletes traveling around the world that 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 are going that 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 we're able to catch at nightclubs that 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 want to have quick flings. You know, I mean? it's just not happening. Well, if they do, they're hiring escorts. I need to be an escort. You know, I mean, house of this is slick. Ha! Just saying. One eight hundred need di. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I know, but we're going off the wagon here, but it's okay. So, just to let you know something interesting about the WNBA, which is something that that that, that is always some people kind of want in the NBA, that the top eight teams, regardless of conference, make it into the WNBA um playoffs. Currently, right now, or earlier today, we are uh, earlier yesterday, as I told you, we was I was watching the Minnesota Lynx take on the New York Liberty. Well, Minnesota Lynx were five and zero um, going into that game, where the, where the Knicks were not the Knicks, but the Liberty were two and two or two and three. Well, guess what? Minnesota Lynx stayed undefeated. They are now six and zero, as well as the LA Sparks and the Liberty fall to two and four. That game was seventy nine sixty nine, and believe it or not, folks, 
it is time for us to take another break. We will be back after these mess after these messages. We'll be right back. Okay. Maybe not. You know, things happen sometimes. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions, all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Talented Taylor, thank you for listening on SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio. So, as, as I did tell you guys that we were going to get very heavy into basketball today because there's this, this is so much going on right now. And there's so much potential to go on as this hockey game just starts. And before we, get in, before we actually get into the basketball... Let me just actually give you a quick update of what's going on here. So, apparently right now in the, in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, we have the San Jose Sharks versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? So, if you look at what's what's ultimately considered their, their, their power ranking, right? The Pittsburgh Penguins were ranked third, and the San Jose Sharks were ranked, were ranked on the ninth team. Were ranked ninth. Um, San Jose Sharks finished with a record of 46-30. and 30. Pittsburgh Penguins, 48 and, and 28. The Pittsburgh Penguins were considered the hottest team going into the finals, or going into the playoffs, winning 14 of their last 16 games, while the San Jose Sharks had the largest goal differential of plus 31. That was the doubt. Like, so each team had different things that they were good at that they had been imposing their will to, to obviously make it up to this point. Um, the San Jose Shark on 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 offense, um, they both were ranked number two with goals scored per match with at just at three and three point zero three. So they were both tied at, at number ranked number two there. So basically, they both um put um put up pucks. They 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 put up buckets. I don't I don't know what you call it in the hockey world, but in the basketball world, which we say that they put up buckets. So each team, because because like I said, hockey is kind of like it's kind of like soccer, where there's a whole bunch of action and there's very little score. So I'm assuming that if I see three, if I see three um, goals here, then that must be a lot. So both teams put up buckets and they were they were ranked number two. So three must be a lot. What a different what a differential does come in is going to be um, how many shots they take, and their and the average that they're turning those those shots into into points. So the San Jose Sharks are averaging 29.9 shots per game, which is above the league average, which is 29.7. But they're ranked 12 with that. The Penguins are ranked number one. Attempting 33.6 shots per game. Now, this, now I don't know exactly how this works because this, this looks weird to me. Because to me, if they're both scoring three point three, then obviously the Penguins benefit from quantity, while or quality, or quantity, while the San Jose Shark is scoring the same amount off of less shots. So they're so they're so they're so they're more getting the, they're getting the quality. So um so now I gotta figure out is that quality because they have problem scoring? Or they have problems getting themselves into scoring opportunities. Because you have to think of 
you have to think of hockey kind of like soccer. If you don't know anything about soccer, think of it like basketball. If you don't know anything about basketball, think of it like football. And think about thinking about every time that you ah, perfect example. Get are they putting themselves in scoring opportunity? Are they getting into the red zone? How many times every time they're in the red zone are they scoring? That's that that that's what that average is is, is indicates. So that, so that's why I'm not sure that. But also, you have to get down there. You have to get inside the red zone. So you could be good in the red zone, but not get in there enough because there's something lacking in the end zone. It's just that when you get there, you're just making the most out of it. And I'm not sure where Sharks lie. If they're just an efficient team and they just have a slow pace or if they just have problems scoring and getting themselves in the scoring positions. While it seems the Penguins rank number one in, in attempts, they have no problem making attempts. But, that, but what happens is it skews their average. That, that makes their average 10th in the league at 19.3. While the San Jose Sharks are ranked number 2 at 23.74. Both both well above, you know, I shouldn't say well above. Both above the league average of 18.8. But it makes you wonder. As of right now, <clears throat> they are still one nothing Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, just to let you know, currently they are winning this series so far. They are up one nothing, and they are up one nothing in this game. They have home ice advantage right now, as it seems. So if this is a two two, if this is a two two one one one, and obviously the next two games are gonna go in San Jose, and then I guess we're gonna see in San Jose. Listen, it's gonna be something to say about San Jose because that Bay Area is popping. You know, Cali's popping right now. Going to stay San Jose, like things are going on. And so on defense now, right, they are only allowing San Jose Sharks 25 point or 2.5 goals a game, which is ranked 7th in the league. And the Penguins are allowing 2.4, which is ranked 5th in the league. So Penguins have slightly better defense. And now we have what we have. We have... San Jose right now attempting three shots this period and Pittsburgh not attempting any. So it looks like um, San Jose is coming out just a little bit more aggressive as they are currently down 0-1 um, to one or 0-1 uh, to Pittsburgh with just about under 12 minutes to go in the third. Something interesting I'm going to give you about the NHL. NHL does not own the Stanley Cup. So teams can challenge for the trophy even if there's a lockout. Alrighty. That's my hockey section. And for you hockey fans, even though that's not a hockey horn, that's the best I can do as a reggae guy. <laughs> I, and, I, and, I, and I hope, if there's any hockey people out there, I hope I, hope I did you guys justice. I'm not, I'm not saying I did a great, immaculate job describing hockey. Because to my audience, that, that, I'm, that I'm assuming is going to be very heavily basketball and football, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that I explain that enough or uh, well enough for them to understand the basics of, of what of the information I was given to them. You know what I mean? And hopefully, you know, it, it helps you while you're trying to watch, you know, how you can understand it, of, of how, this, how things move a little bit. But we still have to understand that whole forward thing and, and that offsides and those other rules like they have in soccer that nobody ever really knows unless you're really into the game. <laughs> right? But so as we said, as we talked about the black, the like, even if there's a lockout in 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 soccer, I mean in hockey, lockouts bring an off season basically, or generated with an off season, or come hand in foot with an off season. And this off season, Kevin Durant becomes a free agent. And there's really only three things you can you can say for Kevin Durant to do. Does he want to chase the money? Does he want to go home? Or does he want to win? And maybe fourth is does he want to be loyal? And let's put that into the equation. I, I think that's, a, that's something to, 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 to determine. Does he want to be loyal? Because that is different. <laughs> that is different. And I kind of didn't have that different from winning yet. But that is different. Because that is... That, that, that is that is that does bring a bunch of different possibilities. Now, 
more than anything, Kevin Durant should ultimately chase the money. He should chase the money in some way, shape, or form in a sense that he should only sign a one-year deal. He should not commit himself to anything long-term. And that's if he stays home and, be, and, 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 does, and, and becomes loyal. That's if he stays in Oklahoma City and, 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 does, and, and does the loyalty thing. That's if he goes somewhere else to win. Or that's if he decides to go back to D.C. and go play at home. Now, loyal, a lot of these things, a lot of these lines are going to be kind of screwed. Right? Because they're very borderline. Oklahoma City has a great team. If uh, Oklahoma, we've seen what Oklahoma City does without Kevin Durant, right? But going home to Washington almost produces the same thing. So that's what that's 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 that's, that's, that's the weird part about it. Because if you're just saying I can't win with Russell Westbrook and we and me and him have to go part. You're really going to Washington for almost a similar situation. You're just hoping that John Wall is more mature than, than Russell Westbrook in his gameplay. Because Oklahoma City does have a decent team that they can build around a guy like Russell Westbrook. But regardless of where Kevin Durant goes, he needs to only sign a one-year deal with a one-year player option. Because he needs to take advantage of that, like LeBron is going to be doing. One of the few times I'm going to tell him to follow in the footsteps of LeBron. Right? And... Do a one-year deal and take advantage of... You know what? Let me not say that. You need, you, you need to follow in the footsteps of Darrell Revis. And take advantage of one-year deals until you get to a point where you know that, you know what? I may be breaking down pretty soon with it before I can... prop Like, before I know I'm good at it. Before I'm going to get whatever I really want. And then sign a nice long deal. Sign a nice, sign a nice little five-year, $42 million deal. $42 million a year deal, that I mean. That's what I'm talking about. You do the math in your head. I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's, it's simple. I'm just not doing it. If he goes home to Washington, Washington may be one of those few teams that I'm looking like, okay, they have some young pieces just like Oklahoma City. And they give you the comfort of home. Like, listen, if LeBron James could go home, why can't why can't Kevin Durant? Slight different, LeBron James is already home. He was drafted by home. But why can't Kevin Durant go home? I think those might may have even been his words at one point in time. Why can't he go home? So it'll be interesting to see if Kevin Durant goes and because you're not gonna find a lot of guys like Kevin, like like Russell Russ, but you have to understand him staying loyal to Oklahoma City is because Oklahoma City has talent. Remember, there are a lot of teams, like Knicks included. I'm a Knicks fan. Remember that. There are a lot of teams searching for searching for a decent point guard like Russell Westbrook. You're not going to find him. Derrick Rose plays like Russell Westbrook. Derrick Rose ain't last. Couldn't hold up. John Wall's team, you know, struggling. And they're trying to figure out how to put the pieces around him and realizing exactly what they're going to need because look what look what the combination between what it took for Chicago and Oklahoma City to build around to build around um, Russell Rest because I keep telling you he's the best player on the team. Kevin Durant is just the biggest mismatch. Don't get it twisted. Or does he want to win? Which is weird too because, listen, Chicago is not making him win. And I say Chicago wouldn't make him win because Chicago doesn't have Tom Thibodeau anymore. He may be able to go to Minnesota, but well, do you want to go there? Now that's not really winning. So now you're talking about San Antonio, Golden State. He's not going to go to Miami. You're not going to follow that much in, go in, in LeBron James's footsteps. You're not going to do that. And I don't think Miami has that team that's getting you past the humps, definitely, that you want to get past. I don't think any of these teams. I don't think. I don't think staying in Oklahoma City still gets you past Golden State. It just, it, it's just that you know what you can do against them. I don't think Washington gets you past Golden State or, or even maybe even Cleveland. But it gives you a better idea of what you can do with them. To win, you have to go to a San Antonio or go to a Golden State. You're gonna have to do what LeBron James does and go and, and face your mortal enemy in Golden State and team up with them. Being loyal just means that you gotta you gotta take the opportunity to build and build and build and build and build and build. 
You're gonna build until there's until there's nothing left, until you're stuck trying to figure out what to do on a Friday again. Well, you know we're gonna stop worrying, we're gonna stop thinking, and we're gonna head down to Capone's nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale, where you'll find DJ Scepter. Yes, my DJ, my DJ, my DJ, DJ Scepter. Mix it in the lounge room where you can start dancing and start drinking with DJ Scepter. That's every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, bring your sexy. Fellas, bring your swag. It's going down at Capone's. But wait, there is more. Trying to figure out what to do on a Wednesday? Well, guess what? You'll find DJ Scepter at O'Malley's. 10 p.m. 2 a.m. DJing, mixing, and the ones and twos. But listen, DJ Scepter is playing everywhere you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras, bachelor and bachelorette parties. Listen, if you want him to DJ on a yacht, he'll DJ on a boat for you. DJ Scepter puts a real touch on everything. For bookings and reservations, go to DJ Scepter or go to bookings at djscepter.com. Again, for reservations, go to bookings, B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at djscepter.com. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Still your host, Tyler T. Taylor. Hopefully you're still listening to me either on SoundCloud or TuneIn Radio. Once again, if you're listening somewhere else, leave me a comment. Tell me. Find a way to contact me and let me know. Hit me on the Mighty, you know, hit me on the Mighty, I mean, hit me on the Mighty Hotline. I'm, you know, you can call me here. You know, 954 need. Okay, okay, so... So, what's going on now is that, as we continue to talk about basketball, as I said, we have now Golden State Warriors, the Golden Child, versus LeBron James. I'm going to take my talents to South Beach because I'm the best player in the world. I have a huge basketball IQ. The king of the land. The rematch. This is what. This is what Cleveland fans wanted. This is what. Not, not, this is what. This is what. This is what Cleveland wanted. But not just what Cleveland wanted, because Cleveland definitely, LeBron James and them have definitely all year been antagonizing the Warriors, saying. Warriors come out to play. But it's not just the Cleveland players that are anxious for this, to this, for this matchup. You know, in real fashion, I went into the streets, right? I hopped on, I shouldn't say I went into the streets, but I hopped, I, I, I hopped in the Mighty Cruiser, right? Took it straight down 95 South, hopped on the, hopped on the personal jet, hopped on the Mighty Plane. Flew up to Ohio, realized the person I was looking for was no longer there. But I got a pulse of the streets. I got a pulse of the streets. Then, hopped in the mighty jet again. And I took that over to Massachusetts, where I ran into Army veteran and dear friend of mine, Justin Bartrug. Take a listen. Alrighty, so welcome and thank you for joining the show and conducting the interview. Before we start, introduce yourself to the people. So just tell them your name, where you're from, and the branch of service you were in. Um, Justin Bartrug, from originally from Ohio, living in Massachusetts, and 
Okay, whoa, whoa. I'm gonna have to pause this for a second. You live in Massachusetts now? Yeah. When did this happen? Uh, like five years ago. Ah, okay, that would make sense. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> With these boxers, people. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Like, I don't wish that upon my worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's hard, man. It's hard. Oh, man. Especially these Patriots fans. <sighs> which which kind of like makes my, my first question kind of tough because I was going to ask you. But maybe maybe you still have your, your, your ear to the, to the streets better than I do. What's the environment like in Ohio? In Ohio? Yes. So, you know, the, uh, you know, everybody's healthy this year, so everybody's pumped to see the big three actually get in there instead of just LeBron, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, you jumping a little ahead of me. So, so is it safe to say that everything has been forgiven with LeBron James? I guess. I mean, the big thing was the way he left. I mean, the way, like, that instead of just being like, hey, I'm going to Miami, he had this big show, but... I don't know. I, th- I personally think he's he's uh he's matured and uh, he's looking. I don't know. He just seems to me like he's grown up. Mm. So is the okay? So you kind of you kind of talked about us um a little a little before before this. Is this the matchup that the people wanted? Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted Golden State. I didn't want you know. I wanted the rematch with all of us going. That way there was no excuses of you know. Oklahoma City didn't have this or that. Now we got Golden State. They're all healthy. We're all healthy. So, why win? If we win. Okay, so, okay, so. And there you have it. If you want to listen back to that interview, you'll catch it also. Posted on SoundCloud as an individual bit. Alrighty, so there you have it. The people in the streets in Cleveland. They wanted this matchup. And you and you and you heard and you heard his words. No excuses. They have their big three. And and, and I guess that's where we're gonna start. now what is Golden State Warrior versus the Cleveland Cavaliers part two and this is now the second time we've gotten a rematch of the previous final so that unfinished business can be settled and now and 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 it is and listen Cleveland has had it easy so far right Basically, they've gone through the tornado. Now they have to go down the yellow brick road. Now they have to go find these lions, these tigers, these flying monkeys, you know what I mean? These witches and all this stuff. As the NBA Finals starts on June 2nd at 9 p.m. But not only that, the champs themselves need to reprove themselves or need to prove themselves it seems like they need to revalue they need to validate that that was actually a championship worthy of celebration or greatness because there's still there's still that little asterisk that people keep or that is kept that's consistently put on theirs as stating every single point guard that they played against in the, in, the NBA, in the NBA playoffs last year was injured. Tony Parker, Michael Conley, Patrick Beverly, Kyrie Irving. He didn't play against one starting point guard. That's not the case this year. What are they going to say this year? As he's gone through now Patrick Beverly in Houston. As they've gone now through Russell Westbrook. As he's now about to get Kyrie Irving. What are they going to say now? But he still has to prove them. Cavs are healthy. Kyrie Irving, like I said, he's going to be there. Kevin Love's shoulder. No problems. I mean, 
Kevin Love is gonna be on gonna be on the court. I don't know if he's gonna be there. And now we get to how in the world is Cleveland gonna manage? Because what you didn't get from the end of that interview is that I asked Justin, I, I, asked, I asked Bart, as we call him, I even call him Justin. His name was Justin Bartrug. We call him Bart, man. He's just Bart. <laughs> so I, I, I asked him, what's your prediction? Cavs in what? He said Cavs in six. Not seven, but Cavs in six. And like I said before, with away teams, it's going to have to be in six. And I'm going to end. I told you this earlier. I told you this earlier. Stephen Curry must. And, and, and this is going to, this is not the biggest part, but this is going to be the very first part. Stephen Curry must work on defense. You cannot have stagnant offensive players. People cannot turn into jump shooters. They must move without the ball. There must be ball rotation. And when they have Stephen Curry on them, they must attack Stephen Curry. And because... like, I, I, And I want to kind of get this out of the way. And actually, maybe not. We're not going to talk about Golden State yet. First things first, LeBron James. Unless he realizes it, yet or not. And you guys can think about this however you want to. LeBron James must must guard Klay Thompson. He must guard Klay Thompson and stop Klay Thompson from doing whatever Klay Thompson does. Or make Klay Thompson want to hold his head down from frustration. But LeBron James has to bulldog Klay Thompson as if he was Jeremy Lin all over again. That's key number one. Then what you do, everybody else must guard, must, must guard Stephen Curry. And listen, rotate it. You have the guards, Shumper, J.R. Smith, Kyrie Irving. Listen, I don't care if Tyron Lue needs to come. Actually, actually, what am I saying? We saw Tyron Lue, how well Tyron Lue did, Tyron Lue did against Allen Iverson. Let's not put him against Stephen Curry. <laughs> It kind of reminds me sometimes that LeBron James's little celebration stop looks like Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Lue. Just saying. Just saying. But you can't have any non-scores. And, and and that must be and, and, and that's and that's what I'm ultimately getting at. You can't have any non-scores on the court. But more than not having any non-scores, you can't have any stagnant stores and no stationary offensive players. Stephen Curry must work on defense. Golden State, because because is there there is there is something true to what people say about Golden State doing a good job, doing well at hiding Stephen Curry, but it's not that they do a good job hiding Stephen Curry. They do a great job of keeping their primary ball handler and their primary scorer healthy and fresh. That's what they do. Think about it. Think about the evidence that we've seen. When the guy that's your primary ball, that you need to be the primary ball handler, your primary scorer, right? Your playmaker and your primary scorer, when he's tired, you lose. Look what happens in Oklahoma City when that was happening with, with, with Russell Westbrook. And those guys are being worn down because they're playing 46 out of 48 minutes. L. Look what happens when, that, when that's happened to LeBron James. When he's had to overwork his load. Them early days, Boston. Them early days, Detroit. Fatigue. We talk about LeBron James. They talk about LeBron James fatigue at the end of games all the time. Even MJ early in his career, I was I wasn't enough to to, to um to get over that. I need to I need to be, I need to be. He even knew. Now think about Chris Paul, of when he has to carry those games all all the way through. So you can say what you want to say about they can they can say what they want to say about them doing a well job of hiding Stephen Curry. No. They're just like, listen, if Stephen Curry doesn't have to exert himself on defense, why? Put him on the guy like Oscar Rob, not Oscar, but on Robeson that isn't going to do anything, isn't going to go anywhere. 
Put him on a guy like 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 Iman Shumpert if Shumpert, if Shumpert wants to make himself a um a stationary target. As this game now is tied one one with thirteen point nine seconds to go in the third. Don't know who scored or when they scored, but somebody scored. Thank you guys for listening. That is the show. That is the podcast. I know you're thinking, oh my God, where did the time go? Everything flew because there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm telling you. And by the time we come back, we are gonna be knee deep in NBA. Final basketball. Thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. And don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Don't forget you can catch Last me. Last call for drinks. Go to follow me. Bars closing down. On Facebook. Sun's out. Mighty Sports. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. SoundCloud. Mighty Sports. Rough night. Tired, baby. Twitter. Mighty Tired. Sports. Mighty Sports.